Searching for his friend Jim Bob, hoping to find an answer in regard to the location of the sacred bananas. However, Space Monkey has been captured by an unusual tribe of desert-dwelling simians called Sheepy. Will they aid him in his quest, or will they further hold him in shackles? We continue our story to find the answers. With the nod of a brow and the click of a key, our hero's chains hit the floor. Space Monkey was free. More importantly, Space Monkey had won the trust of Barakai, the chieftain. Barakai then gave Space Monkey a solemn blessing, and from that day forward, Space Monkey was protected from all evil spirit door-knocking trickery. Over the next couple of days, Space Monkey took rest as a guest in the Sheepy's spaceship home. For indeed, it was actually a grounded mothership. The Sheepy referred to it as the Antiquior. One day, while exploring the enormous ship, Space Monkey entered its museum. He walked around and joyfully gazed at all the treasures until he came across one item. An item he did not like at all. It was a pair of black fangs the size of Space Monkey's hand. His heart began to pound. He's from Eevechalk. You know what Eevechalk is? Asked Trubachi as he approached his newfound simian friend. Space Monkey nodded his head slowly. After being on Angra's floor, how could he not? Trubachi continued. This one's small. Some say deep in the northern wastelands, Ipchak, five feet across in width. Space Monkey shuddered, but then a sly smirk came across his face. He said, Yeah? Want to know what's scarier? I heard if you take one of these museum vases and throw them around, it will make Jansenor appear. Chubchi's eyes grew into perfect moons. He excitedly whispered, No, Mr. Space Monkeys, he's going to kill you. Those are very old. <laughs> Come on, Chubchi. You know they're just replicas. Catch! Chubchi, both terrified and delighted, shrieked, No, no, we're going to get in trouble. You put it back. The vase landed in Chubchi's hands. Wow! <laughs> Chubchi lobbed it into the air. It was going high. Hard to say where it would land. Space Monkey scrambled to catch it. Bam! He ran straight into Jansenor, knocking him down. The ever grumpy creature defiantly sprang right back up, only to have the vase come crashing down on his head. Chubchi, nearly fainting with fear, but also dying with laughter, said, Jansenor! We're so sorry. We never do it again. Jansenor cleared the shards off himself and rose up once more. He was angrier than a wasp nest filled with tannerite and whipped cream. I never see again. Jansenor, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have. You go. Museum closed. Chopsy shot back. No, it's not. Who's who say it always open? I'm the big boss of museum. I say when it's closed, you go now! 
Come on, Chubchi, let's go. They turned to leave. Trying to brush things aside, Space Monkey said. You mentioned someone named Usus. Who is he? He the wise old leader and the big boss of the ship. He sent us to find you in the cave. How did he know to find me? Shiboko told him. Who? Chubchi motioned for Space Monkey to follow. He led Space Monkey to a room which he had never seen before. It was a spacious rotunda, full of tranquility and sunlight. In the center of this sacred space was a beautiful tree. Its leaves were emerald green, and white blossoms flourished like fireworks. Clusters of ruby-red berries crowned the foliage. They looked ripe and exceedingly juicy, and with them came a satisfying droop of the branch. The aroma of the room was crisp and fragrant, like the roses on Palazzo or Synthalia. The air surrounding the tree shimmered ever so slightly. Space Monkey could tell it was a translucent, a rare energy shield with tremendous strength, but masked by a delicate and unassuming appearance. Fifteen or so sheepies sat quietly near the tree. Many of them shut their eyes in meditation. Which one of these guys is Jibuku? Chubchi pointed to the tree. That's not a person. Yes, he is. He only looked like tree. He the ship's life source. He gave many gifts. Like what? He gave small gifts. The bark, the leaves, the sap. Then he gave big ones too. The best one is the berries. The juicy berries. Are there other trees that make these berries? No, only Chibuku. He gave us the berries. And then we eat the berries. And then we work so good. And we are so happy, and the ship never grounded. So why is the ship not working now? Because me the sheepy no eat berries. Then the sheepy no has strength. Then they no do job. Then the sheepy not even know how to do job. Then the ship no work very good. Then sheepy feel lost. This make everybody sad. Chopchi gave a heavy sigh. Space Monkey felt the sorrow, but strangely, peace as well. Somehow being in front of the tree made everything okay. It was such a new world and there was so much to learn. Space Monkey couldn't process it all, but now that Peace had returned to his soul, he happily returned to his room and never thought about the incident at the museum or the monstrous fangs of Ibchak for the rest of the day. Several days had passed. It was now the evening before Space Monkey was to leave the mothership in search of Jim Bob, but this night, our hero was troubled. He laid wide awake in bed. He couldn't stop thinking about the fangs in the museum. Oh, Hungris 4 was such a terrible place. He hated swamps. But what could he have done? Even if he had done everything right, she still may not have survived. His mind wouldn't let him sleep. So, Space Monkey decided to wander the lofty halls of the ship. They were quiet and peaceful, and beautifully illuminated by the moonbeams from the five moons. Space Monkey entered the Great Hall. He saw someone quietly moving around, oblivious to our shadowy simian. Space Monkey tiptoed closer. He couldn't believe his eyes. Standing by the marble fountain was Jim Bob. Space Monkey ran over. Jimmy, what are you doing here? I thought you were missing. Jim Bob smiled shyly. Oh, I'm not a missing. Just ain't nobody found me yet. Space Monkey scrunched his face. Jim Bob sounded different. What did you say? 
Jim Bob turned around slowly, facing away from Space Monkey. All the while running his fingers along the water, he said, Mighty fine water you have here. I like water. Jim Bob, have you told the sheepy you're here? You know she forgive you, don't you? Space Monkey paused. He and Jim Bob were now back on Congress 4, standing knee-deep in swamp. When did you talk to her? You know she forgive you, don't you? Jim Bob was now a little further out, a silhouette in the green mist and fireflies. Jim Bob, come back! You know she forgive you, don't you? Jim Bob was now a far distance away. Where are you going? Jim Bob was barely visible. Faintly and warmly, he said. Away from Ipchak. What? On the trunk of an Angus tree, Ipchak was ready to pounce. Space Monkey turned to face his foe. The creature leapt from its nest. Space Monkey fired his gun, but to no avail. The creature's limbs and fangs closed around him tight. Space Monkey awoke, untangling himself from the sheet. He bolted out of bed. He took some deep breaths and walked around. It was just a dream. It was just a dream. Space Monkey got ready for the morning. Later that day, Space Monkey prepared to leave in search of Jim Bob. As dusk approached, a small crowd gathered to say goodbye. Chubchi stepped forward and handed Space Monkey a piece of old parchment. Hello for you, Mr. Space Monkeys. This take you to the hermit. He very close ally. He help you find Jimmy's. The map was drawn in crayon and stick figure. Chubchi looked very proud. Thank you, said Space Monkey with a forced smile. Chubchi returned to the crowd. Chancellor now approached. He handed Space Monkey a pouch. A tradition to give guests small bag of the blue dust. Sprinkle blue dust in campfire. It keep deep chuck away. Too much, and you go boom. Thank you. Th- that's very kind. Chancellor rolled his eyes and dismissively waved Space Monkey away. Chancellor returned to the group. Now, Berukai approached. You need these, Mr. Space Monkeys. He said as he handed the brave Simeon his lost space gun in his water canteen, which was filled with water. How did you find these? Berukai smiled. He then shrugged his shoulders and walked away. Space Monkey waved goodbye and started for the hermit's hut. Most of the night had passed and... Space Monkey still hadn't reached his destination. He felt lost, like a millennial in the search for the meaning of life. Growing tired, he found a cove of rocks and made a little fire. He then reached into the pouch, ready to sprinkle some blue dust into the flames. He would sleep easier knowing this could keep the desert monsters of the night at bay. Oh no! All he pulled out was a handful of regular dirt. Gasp! The treachery. Over his shoulder, Space Monkey heard the rustling of sand. They were stirring in the distance. Now, in the shadow of the dunes, 
Too hard to see clearly, but certainly the fire had aroused their interest. A faint hissing filled the air, followed by that unique pattern of clicks. It was what they always did when hunting prey. Our hero's blood ran cold. They now rushed straight at him. No doubt about it, it was Ipchak. Or, as the rest of the galaxy would have called them, Sand Spiders. What will Space Monkey do? Can he get to safety in time? Will Space Monkey arrive at the Hermit's Hut? Tune in next time for another exciting adventure of Space Monkey. Space Monkey, Space Monkey, Space Monkey.